You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Big wild card weekend coming up. And of course, the Giants and the Vikings, a matchup that while the Vikings are the home team, a division winner, and, and obviously should be the favorite team, a 13 game winner. I think there's a lot of people that look at the Giants like, don't sleep on them. They can win this game. And a lot will probably have to do with Saquon Barkley. So we'll get into all that with him. And I also want to think, Bart, I want to know what Ninko thinks about what you said yesterday about where his old teammate, TB12, could end up. And it could be back in the AFC East, just not back in New England. Meanwhile, um, the NBA All-Star voting, the second run now, has been released. A little bit of changes, but not much. So LeBron James still at the very top with the most votes of the in the Western Conference. He's got the most votes of any player. Kevin Durant remains with the most votes of any player in the East. Kyrie Irving has the most votes of any guard. And Steph Curry in the East, and Steph Curry has the most votes of any guard uh, in the West. Remember, we noticed that Nick players were absent the first time around. Julius Randle has moved into the top 10 in front court voting. But when you look at the guards' top 10, Derrick Rose is still in there. He's at nine, which Derrick Rose hardly plays. So this is a popularity thing for sure. Jalen Brunson is nowhere to be found. No. His, I find that hard to believe. How is Jalen Brunson not in the top 10 in guard voting? And I get that he's not like a, a national name. Like, again, LaMelo Ball, who's hardly played. You know, I get it. But Jalen Brunson's been playing his ass off, man. He should be an all-star. See, the, pro- the problem is, like, the Knicks, even though the Knicks do get primetime games, don't yeah. you guys have a game for um, for uh, Martin Luther King Day? Yeah, we're, we're, MSG's doing it, though. We got it. Yeah, what I'm saying is what I'm but saying it is, is yeah, I think ESPN, yeah, I believe ESPN picks that game up. I know they just picked up a game, the Knicks Celtics game that originally we had. TNT took it. That's yeah, later in the month. It's, it's just one of those things, man. Like you've ever seen like a young guy come in that's trying to get a name, but he doesn't play on a big market. You don't see him enough, and he doesn't get he don't get the love that he deserves. I feel like it's that. You know what I mean? I feel like it's that with Jalen Brunson. He kind of came on the scene, popped on the scene when Luca got hurt. And he just, you know, people paid attention to him carrying the team and playing big time in the postseason. Right. And I just feel like he's a year away. Um, more, more, more. We talk about him, like you talk about him, I talk about him. You know, national. If they get in the postseason and he plays well, you know, puts up those forty burgers, puts him on on their back, much like Julius Randle had to do. Right. He had to put the team on his back and play at such a high level just to get the regular attention that a guy like Trey Young would get, because you know, NBA is about brand names. And right now he's true. not a brand name, and that's unfortunate because sometimes the parachute fans don't see that, and it's easy for the media to paint who we're supposed to look at. We're so we're so enamored with, with Donathan Mitchell right now and Kyrie Irving that we don't even give him the love that he deserves, you know, because he's that little guard. You know what I mean? He's not mm-hmm. a James Harden big guy. It's not flashy. It's not flashy. It's just gritty. 
And, you know, much like Villanova players, that's kind of how they that's go. And then, uh, that's how they roll anyway. Yeah, no, that's a good point about the Villanova thing. So the guards in the East that are getting all the votes. Kyrie is at the very top, which is not a surprise. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, number two, also not a surprise with Cleveland. James Harden is kind of way back in, th- in third with the Sixers. Then you have Jalen Brown with the Celtics. Trey Young, which he really hasn't had a, a, a he hasn't great done year. Anything, but he's, and, and he's getting more and more unlikable. Like you, you can see that Hawks team's under five hundred. They're not very good. But Trey Young is a name that everybody knows. Demar Derozan with the Bulls, Lamelo Ball, who who's been hurt most of the year, and the Hornets suck. Yeah, what about your fade? Though? But he's good though. What about your fade? Yeah. They graced, they graced, they graced the uh, Madison Square Garden yesterday. Uh, it's Tyrese Halliburton, who Quentin Grimes locked up yesterday. By the way, clack, before clack. he got hurt, before he got hurt, Quentin Grimes locked him up. <laughs> It's true, we did. <laughs> and then Derrick Rose. That sounds. What? What? It's like, it's like, it's like, yo, man, we was hanging in there for the first two quarters, man. And then if, if I hadn't tripped, you know, yeah. like Quinn Ground was locking him up. He was locking him up. And then he got, well, I'm saying, he was frustrating him for most of the game. And then he hurt himself and left the game. The, the weird thing is, is that that's when the Pacers came back. The Knicks were up by 25 when he was hurt. Yeah. That came down to two. Oh, my God. Derrick Rose is ninth in the voting. It's Derrick not a lot Rose. of votes, though. It's under 300,000 votes, but he's still getting votes. And then Darius Garland is 10th. Wow. It's just that's like, surprising. You know what I mean? Like, like Br- Brunson, Dar- so he went, so Brunson missed like four or five games with the, the hip injury, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was, no, it was actually three games. He missed the road trip, hip injury. And it, since he's been back, he's averaging 33 points a game, shooting 50% from the field. Like he's been ridiculous. Like I didn't know he was like this, this consistently good. I I had no idea. Like I thought he was good. I watched him last year in the in the, in the playoffs. I actually covered the uh, the Western Conference Finals for ESPN Radio, so I got to see it firsthand. And like he was, you know, like he he was really good. And he was good throughout that whole playoff. But then he, what he's been as a Nick, is I mean, is it corny if I call him Action Brunson? <laughs> I mean, that's cool. No, that's you nice chuckled. It's corny, though. It's corny, but right? I should let that go. Let's see. Should I let that go? No, you, let's let's play with it. So it's Action, Action Bronson, Bronson is a, right. He's a he's a Queens guy. He's a New York guy. Yeah. And it's like Mark Action Jackson was the last point guard for the Knicks to make an All Star <laughs> team. Charles Bronson. <laughs> Charles Bronson is a is right, and he's a uh, all his movies. He's always like a uh, Death Wish Five. <laughs> Death Wish Six. He got. I just thought he walked Action, around the streets with a leather jacket, Action with Bronson. a slingshot. Two I want that. I want that. I want that to. to I want that to like kind of. I want that to become a trend. Action Brunson, make it happen. Gotcha. Right, vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, cold stone cold killer. Whatever you want to call him, he's just been that for this team, willing them to wins and and just keeping them from just letting go of the rope. And and I cannot believe that fans, at least in New York, have not recognized that to a point where they would vote for him, but yet they're voting for Julius Randle. You know who's falling? Who's falling? Darius Garland, man. Like, is is he the Chris Bosh of this power team that Cleveland tried to put together? Is he Chris Bosh? Well, does clearly become, Donovan he, Mitchell is the he's the alpha. I mean, that's he's, what I'm he's saying. He he came and swallowed this dude up, man. Well, it doesn't matter. Like Garland's, he's good, but he's not like Donovan. That's what. That's why, no, as I said, Gar- that's why you good. trade for Darius for for Donovan Mitchell because he's that guy. Darius Garland was special. Last he's year. good. I would. Man, I he was special. Yeah, he, was, he was good. He was special man. Yeah. He's putting up numbers and carrying the team and just yeah. putting on the show. Yeah. Well, they're in fifth right now in the East. The Knicks are sixth. Just so you know. Think about that. 
the three games back of Cleveland. Three. That's it. With a half game with a half a season to go. Just imagine what they can get for Julius Randle right now. Well, you stop. You just now you're just causing trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. He had a hard time. He had a hard time with the. Um, he had a hard time last night with the trap and the double team. Like he looked like when the Hawks played him in the playoffs. Like he he really did struggle. I, I will say he absolutely struggled. But the uh, let me just get to this point because and again we're waiting on Ninko. The Knicks were up by 25, and it got down to two before they they at least held on. Remember. Monday night, they went up by 17 on the Bucks and ended up losing the game. Like, just couldn't make shots, couldn't get stops, all those things, and lost the game. And they have done this. I mean, this has happened throughout the season where they have had double-digit leads. I mean, I'm counting I'm, – I'm trying to get, like, accurate information on this, but I've counted about seven or eight games that they've lost when they've had a double-digit lead in the game. It could be more, could be around seven or eight, which is that's a, it's a problem. It's a serious problem. Jalen Brunson talked about it after the game. We got to continue to be aggressive. We got to continue to um, just push, find a way to win, find a way to keep being aggressive. Can't let her fall off the gas for a little bit. We got to be smart, but we got to be aggressive. And I think that's just, it's a minor tweak. Bart, is it because they play, like their main guys have to play 38 to 40 minutes and maybe fatigue sets in later in the game? Their bench just isn't giving them anything with the short rotation. Is it simply that, or is it just in the NBA today, no lead is safe because of the three-point shot? Yeah, that's what uh, Tibbs was trying to sell last night after the game. He's nah, like, you know, nah. the ebbs and flows of games. I mean, teams, these leads go come and go. You've got to stay consistent. Nah, you but go the Knicks have big. cost themselves a lot of games now you because up, they can't hold leads. You go up that big, then you should be running guys off the three-point line. You shouldn't be losing by the three-pointer if that's the case, especially when you're up by that, that amount of uh, uh, points. You know, I, I still am a proponent that you do what you got to do to go get a guy like Zach Levine because you, you, what happens is the star gets tired. Wait a right? second. And the other team focuses on focuses on your star, and he wears down. And Tibbs grinds you out. Like, they need another score. They need somebody else that can be hot. You know what I mean? They 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 have, they will have a nice little scoring rotation with Barrett. Um, Barrett came Brunson. back last night. He had 27. He was back from yeah, that's after what, that's missing six games with the lacerated finger. So, can you imagine if it they went out Randall and got another st- Can you imagine when I got another star and it, and it didn't cost you those guys? Yeah, it cost you a little depth. But now you got guys who can carry the points. And, and make big shots. So now it's harder to defend. I still believe they should go out and get Zach Levine. Well, I'll tell you what. Zach Levine last night with the Bulls down three with the final seconds of the game took a two. So, you sure you want okay, that Maybe guy? they were deciding to go foul in the last seconds. All right. And Bart they go Hahn, for the three later. 98.7 ESPN. It's Alan Hahn, Bart hater. Scott. <laughs> you know what a guy? You know what guy we want though? We want Rob Ninkovich, who joins us right now. ESPN NFL analyst. Right? He he know you don't think he know about Zach Levine? The guy is Mister Chicago. He is himself. a Chicago guy. He's yeah. Mister. He's Mister Italian Beef. Excuse me. I'm just saying, it's Mister Italian Beef. It's mm. a big thing in Chicago. Just ask your friends. Nico, how you doing? I love Italian beef. <laughs> Told you. I will. Big Italian beef guy. Now, do you wet the bread all up with all that damn juice? And then we got to continue to be aggressive. We got to continue to. I'm not a dip guy. You know, you don't want to dip it. it. Like, I I actually put a little bit of red sauce on it. So, Rick of Benny's or Pop's Beef in Chicago, go check it out. Real good what, stuff. What, do you have the carrots in there, too? Like, them the carrots be hot as hell. How do, what do they do? Pickles no, that's or something? the Jardinera. My, see, my dad likes the Jardinera. He gets the hiccups. It's so hot. I don't like that. I don't do it. <laughs> okay. Reflux. Yeah, yeah, you got that acid reflux. You, you yeah. got to get that medicine that John Elway has in that yeah. commercial. You, you don't want to lay down and just feel like no. a fireball flying up your chest. No, definitely not. 
Hey, so, Nico, uh, Bart had – you guys probably talked today. You were both on Get Up, so I don't know if this was discussed between the two of you, but Bart had this interesting point that, that we discussed yesterday, and it's like a full circle kind of thing because now that we, we focus and everything's always about how does this hurt the Jets, you know, that's just where we are in this, li- in this life. Um, yeah. If Tua is not av- available to the Dolphins, not just this year, but maybe even next year, maybe there's concerns about what he can be after these concussions and the, and the issues that he's had. There's a quarterback opening now in Miami. We know a certain quarterback who did try to get to Miami in some way, and then Miami had to pay uh, a price for that, which is a couple of first-round picks. Could Tom Brady end up in the, in Miami, and could the Jets now have to deal with Josh Allen and Tom Brady again in this division? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. Now, I think if you're the Jets, especially with your, your defense in the front, the, the young front that you have, you'd almost be excited to just tee, tee off against Tom Brady and, and smear him into the turf. Um, you know, again, I, I think it's not something that – I don't think the high, it's a high probability. Let's put it that way. I, I think there would be a higher chance for him to probably be um, with the Vegas Raiders than Miami. Mm. But, what, I mean, the Vegas Raiders don't – it's tough, man. That's bothering you, Bart, because I brought they, that they, up. They, they I said they can't that. Protect, they can't protect anybody. So you don't like that. You have Armstead out there. Uh, it, the, do, do you take to account that he tried to get there last year, and that's the reason why yeah, I mean, Miami I, only has one yeah, first round or have one than, yeah. than two? Yeah, but I think that, uh, you know, with McDaniels, with Josh being the head coach there, and then you look at the weaponry that they have offensively, yep. yeah, granted, maybe Miami has a better – you know, offensive line right now, um, you know, I think that there would be, you know, interest with Tom going to a place where the offense would, he would have the keys to the offense and already know exactly, you know, everything about it top to bottom. You know, I think that gives him an advantage, but Miami probably would be a a place that it's enticing. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I just think about the fit you know, maybe the fit would be better with somebody that he has had coach, you know, with him for a long time. And we all know the relationship um, that him and and Josh McDaniels have. Yeah. We talked about it. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks ago, right? It's the, it's the Vegas residency TB 12, right? On tour. Him and us on tour, spread it around the country and you're close to Cali. So easy for his family. Makes sense. Him and Usher sitting there, two old dudes sitting up in Vegas hanging out. Right. Share. Like, you I get them all. Want, like they all. I just want to get your attention. <laughs> Nico, um, speaking of, though, Brady, he's never lost to the, to the Cowboys. Do you look at that game the way the rest of us do, which is if the Cowboys lose this game, I guess finish the sentence. If the Cowboys lose this game, what happens? If the Cowboys lose this game, they're looking for a new head coach. That's what that's what's at stake here. Because if you're Jerry Jones, you're not spending the money on Dak, and you're not doing all these things in your 80s to just lose wild card wild card games. You're trying to do all this stuff to get back to a Super Bowl, and they haven't been there since I was in fourth grade. Jeez. So are you saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably the out of all out of all the uh, unlikely winners or underdogs? Who do you have? Do you have Tampa or do you have the Giants as far as being a team that you would be least surprised to you know, get the upset? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa wins. I mean, look, it, it, 
I've seen crazier stuff happen. So I'd, I'd say the Giants would be a bigger shock just based on, you know, what they have talent-wise offensively. They don't have many receivers. They already played the Vikings really tough. They lost by three points. So we know that there's there's already an understanding of this matchup and, and key matchups. So I, I think I'd be uh, more shocked with the Giants beating up on the Vikings than if Tampa and Tom come out on fire. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. What what is the, what do the Giants have to do? What's like if you're going to put priority one? What has to happen for the Giants to beat the Vikings? Uh, they got to give Barkley the ball. They got to have the same performance that they had in Week uh, 16, I do believe, when they when they played the, the Vikings. He had 133 yards on 22 touches. Uh, he averaged six six yards a carry. So if you can average six yards when you touch the football, that makes everything else that much easier. Um, so I, I think they really need to make him the focal point of this game. Nick, you 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 you've you've been there, done that, right? You you ran the gambit. You know everything and what it takes to win high pressure games, Super Bowls, to be in meaningful games and show up in the postseason. What's the most important thing uh, as far as, you know, you know, completing that journey is, is important? Is it is it the focus? Is it the effort? Is it the game plan? What's the biggest thing you know, to your, your, your success in the playoffs? I think it's playing loose. You know, I think it's playing free and not really overthinking about, you know, the situation. And, and I, I can think back to my first Super Bowl and my mentality – versus the second and third, which we won the second and third. And everything comes down to one play. But I think in certain instances, you see people play tight. And when you play tight, when you think about the the moment, that's when you make mistakes. So the best football I ever played was when you're just flying around making plays and you're not really thinking about much. You're just reacting to what's in front of you. And I, and I think the, the best um, – games that have been played that we've ever seen are guys just playing free so you know look at for example like i even think like last week when we were watching jacksonville play the tennessee titans it looked like me it looked to me that trevor lawrence was playing tight like he was playing you could almost see it that he was playing uncomfortable you know he was overthrowing guys he was he was off target and if he would just relax a little bit, he would have been a lot better. So I think it's just playing free, playing relaxed, and relying on your preparation. So smoke a doobie before the game, you'll be okay. <laughs> it won't test you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, Nico, the options, there. there's going to be a, a, a handful, or more than a handful, of quarterbacks available, whether by trade, whether obviously uh, being cut, moved on from, whatever it is, uh, this offseason. If I'm, I'm going to give you two names and you tell me which one that you would take for your team, would you take Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, neither. Wow. Okay. That's a good answer. Jacoby Brissett. I'm going Jacoby Brissett. Now why? I think he played really, cause he, I think he played really, really well. And Carr, I can't trust Carr in certain situations and you can't, rely on Jimmy G to be healthy. I'm going with somebody different. Oh, wow. That, that That's a that's a name I didn't expect, although, of course, there's Patriot blood there. But so is Jimmy G. I think Jacoby's played really well. You know, I, 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 if they didn't if they didn't pay 
what they paid for the quarterback that, that was coming back from their suspension, he'd still be their starting quarterback. Now, what is it about Carr that you – because you said there's certain situations you can't trust him. Can you give me an example of, of one? Because we have a lot of Jets fans that are like, Derek Carr's got to be the guy, he's got to be the guy. And, and I'd love to get your perspective from the defensive side of, you know, what are things that are red flags to you about him? Keep him in the pocket, right? Keep him in the pocket. He's going to throw you one eventually. He's going to be inaccurate at times. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we would I would play games, and, and I think back to when we would play Cam Newton, um, you know, Bill would say, listen, We'll just keep them in a pocket. Let them throw the football, and eventually one's going to go our way. Like, we just got to make sure we keep the pressure on them. And, and I feel like Carr, like, there's never been an instance where you're like, okay, he's going to take over a game. Like, eventually something happens, and he throws you a football or there's a turnover, and it's because the more attempts that he has, mm. there's going to be a moment where you catch him, you know, in a coverage that he didn't see, or, you know, you catch him on a blitz, or he, he tries to throw one in a tight window. And there's a turnover. Be, be honest. The reason why you don't like Derek Carr is because he reminds you of an extra in a Captain uh, Jack Sparrow movie, <laughs> and you hate pirates. Be honest. <laughs> be honest. He does, yeah. Well, it looks like he got eyeliner on. He all does the have time. that built-in eyeliner. He does have that. <laughs> you know, Nico, I, maybe Nico doesn't like pirates. <laughs> maybe it's the situation he's been in, but he's been uh, heavily paid for uh, the true. production. You yeah. know. Yeah, he, he could also stand in for Green Day anytime he needs to as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> last but not least, on the quarterback front, and I know you guys talked about this on Get Up this morning as, as Rob Ninkovich joining us right now on the show, uh, Lamar Jackson situation. Now, I'll go again with the hypothetical, just because of what we don't know now at this point, is if the Ravens decide that, you know what, this has been too much, we're willing to listen to offers for him. Or like, would you as it? Would you still make the same move? I know probably about two months ago, it's a given, like no brainer. But is it the same no brainer now when you consider that he is still not available to his team for the playoffs, and you know you still have to pay him? No, I, no, I, I would be very cautious because of the injury, and we don't know the long term effects of this thing. Um, so that's that. that happens every year. You know, people bet on themselves every year. Some guys win, some guys lose. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you're playing the stock market, man. You're out there trying to perform at a high level and stuff happens outside of your control. You get injured, your value goes down. So, you know, if you were to say from the start of the season when they stopped talking about contracts till now, the number has gone down. Yeah, that's unfortunate for Lamar Jackson. He bet on himself, and if he can't answer the bell, now he still could have, re, you know, recouped it if he came back and been a hero and, and helped them beat, you know, arguably one of the, the the favorites to win the Super Bowl. But I don't know how he acts or he gets a anything close to a guaranteed contract if he can't if he can't, you know, answer the bell. And because the big knock on him is that you know we thought that his legs and the style of play wouldn't lend itself to longevity. Right, and that's the thing, and and you got to feel like he's, if he he's not the type of person that's not playing because of the contract situation. He's somebody that's not playing because he knows he can't. Right, we, none of us believe that this is. Well, I, I want to be a free agent. If I go out there and I don't play well because I'm not a hundred percent, it's going to cost me money. Do we? Do, we don't want to believe that, do we? He's an MVP. No, I mean, you don't got to prove nothing. To nobody. No, right. It's, it's a PCO, and you know, Bart earlier today talked about 
how there have been quarterbacks um, that have played with ACL injuries. I mean, I think it was uh, Rivers. the Chargers quarterback. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Rivers. Philip Rivers. But, like, the style of play is just so much drastically different that Lamar has to be able to run. You know, if Lamar is just a sitting duck in the pocket, like, I don't know if his arm talent is good enough. Like, the thing that makes him special is that dual threat and ability to throw from the run, which destroys you. So if he's not running a 4-4, you know, juking you out of your shoes, I don't know what he is. So I think it put, that's what that's another reason that you'd be cautious because you don't know what the future is of a quarterback that used to be a runner and now he's a pocket passer. Yeah, it's a scary situation in Baltimore right now, no doubt about it. Nico, thanks so much for the time. Always good to catch up. All right, guys, be good. Have Pops in some Italian beef, son. Yeah. They can freeze it and send it to us. Yeah, let's get some of that for sure. Our ESPN NFL analyst, obviously Ninko and Bart Scott on together Thursdays on Get Up on ESPN TV. All right, 800-919-3776 is the number. The Lamar Jackson stuff. Again, I, I we talked about him as a potential – that would be an aggressive option. If Woody Johnson, as Rich Cimini told us, said earlier today that he's willing to spend big for a quarterback – 250. That that's that would fit the parameters of spending big, <laughs> but if you've got right, but if you've got now this concern about this injury, wait to hear what John Harbaugh had to say about that situation. We'll play that for you next. We got your calls as well. If you're a Jets fan, are you still in on Lamar Jackson? If somehow he becomes available, ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. The Lamar Jackson situation right now down there, I know you're close to that stuff because you were a Raven. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what's your level of concern for him? I mean, he clearly he's not going to play this weekend. Yeah, right? He hasn't practiced. Stream, they're talking about stream swelling. Um, Nico said that the, how, how, how the PCL can be sometimes worse than the uh, – right the ACL because it, it's no surgery really for it. You just got to let it heal. Right. Talked about some of the teammates he knew with it. 
Um, so just trying to figure out, like, I think if he goes to another team, of course he'll be healed up and fine by then. But his, it's like the his, first his, time he's had a real like like last year. I know he was banged up, but it was a high ankle sprain. Yeah, this year that 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 one feels like that first the first real, one that yeah. now makes you say, uh oh. But it's not a Kyler Murray one. That's the whole thing. You don't feel you feel like you know. Two months off, he'll be fine. It's no surgery. It's, it's not a, a surgical. Right. Yeah, it's not a surgery. It's just in sports, we need you to heal up fast. But in in real time, two months is fast. Mm-hmm. But in football, that's an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like we wait for KD to come back. We're like, oh, MCL, man, ain't it's that bad. It's going to be a month. Yeah. It's like, oh, a month. Like, yeah. man, we need you back. Like, in a, you, you, well, how about we get you four games off? Like, nah, man. <laughs> a month? Don't work like that. <laughs> How about I give you four games? You just play one half. <laughs> uh, here's John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, who is kind of getting tired of having to answer questions each day about Lamar Jackson. I don't have any really thing to add on that. No updates at this time. His fans do it. They they go and they say, "Oh, this has to be contract related." What do you say to fans that think that that's the reason of this? I don't really have anything to say to them right now because I'm focusing on the game. You know, mm. really, I and mean, that's really that's what we're focusing on. So that's it, really. I, I don't like that part of the answer because Barty, he does. If if he shouldn't he have said there, no, the guy's hurt, right? Like he he had been protecting yeah. Lamar a lot publicly. This is the first time he would not shoot down any at least notion that Lamar's not playing because he's probably like I could, but then I'm not a hundred percent, and if I don't perform well, that's going to cost me money. Well. This is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and they went out and made the, the, the trade for Raekwon Smith, acknowledging that they need a more dominant presence and made him a $20 million, the first $20 million um, linebacker, linebacker in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like, man, we right here, man, and Lamar, we just we need some help. And you're unwilling to answer the bell. Remember, like I said before on, on Get Up, this is an organization that I witnessed, Terrell Suggs, Terrence Achilles, early in the season, come back and play in the playoffs, and they win a Super Bowl. This is a place where I saw Terrell um, Ray Lewis come play. I watched Peter Bowyer play with a with a harness the whole year with one arm. I watched um, Samari Roll after um, you know battling with epilepsy and, and, and having a seizure and almost biting his tongue off and having mm-hmm. to get his C7 fused, come back and play in a playoff game like three weeks later. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the organization. That's what they're used to seeing. But Lamar Jackson doesn't have that long-term security. Terrell Suggs had long-term security. You know, Samari Rowe had that. He doesn't have it. I don't know if he's willing to risk it. And that the fact that John won't just say he's injured um, yeah. tells me that sometimes you have that argument. Is he healthy? Are you hurt or are you injured? Right. And Can that's you, the part you, I'm wondering. Are you hurt enough to play and you just won't? Uh-huh. Or are you really truly injured and you can't answer the bell? Right. Either way, it's, it's going to be frowned upon as far as trying to get that guaranteed uh, contract two fifty or or three or two thirty. Yeah, exactly. Like like I, I, you'd have to believe that if John Harbaugh knew that that no no this guy he's not right and we shouldn't you know let's not let that narrative get out there. Like coaches, John Harbaugh's aware of what people would be saying or thinking, but he doesn't shoot it down. Like that that really caught my attention. And again, if you're the Jets and you're trying to figure out your options as quarterback. That's got to get my attention, too. Let's go to Pennsylvania. We talked to Jason. What's up, Jason? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I'm a long-time, long-suffering Jets fan, and I never wanted any part of Lamar Jackson, not because of his ability and his talent. He's clearly, clearly dynamic and 
he's a video game uh, character. Yeah. But we're not one player away, and I would never want to commit the amount of resources that it would take to get him and blow up our cap where we can't pay half the team. But my answer to Lamar Jackson would be a question. Why would any quarterback or offensive coordinator or coach want to come to this dysfunction that is the Jets? Why would a quarterback want to play for a team that has no offensive line? And why would a coach want to come here when he's like, look, this guy could be a dead man walking coach, and I'm going to be one and done. That's the thing that, that gets me is that the Jets are always dysfunction first. Where's dysfunction? I just have to stop. I just have to. I just have to stop you for a second. Where's the dysfunction? They have. Sure. They 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 made the jump from number thirty in defense to number four. You talk about they don't have offensive line. A Bear Tucker was on his way to having an All Pro year. Yes. Right. Langton Thompson is a Pro Bowler. Oh, Tucker. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Okay, so if they can keep Makai Beckton, and I know that's a big if, it's not that they don't have the personnel. They just all got injured. Brees Hall is tremendous. Tell me this. Reese like, Hall was on his way yeah. to the rookie tell, of the tell year. Me, tell, me, tell, me, tell me this. What skill positions would you take? Would you take the Ravens skill position group or would you take the Jets? Well, both defenses are – No, no, Ravens no. no. Skill position. No, Ravens, defense, Ravens, Ravens, skill. De- Ravens defense is not in the, not in the, the category not with, the, with, with the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about receivers, yeah, running position. back, right. tight ends. Yes, I take the Jets. The Ravens – Never had. They've never, they've right. never addressed their skill position. Right. For so, so, so you answered your own question, Jason. You see, when you said, like, why would you want to come here? It's because you have a better cachet of weapons with the Jets than he ever had with the Ravens. I mean, but that's, again, that, that's a whole other Hall, conversation. J.K. Dobbins, equal. You talk about Garrett Wilson, superior. You talk about Elijah Moore, superior. Even Corey Davis would be the number one receiver on the Ravens team. And you talk about if the Jets just averaged twenty-two points a game, then they would be eleven. They would have eleven wins. You mm-hmm. don't think Lamar Jackson can, can can get you those eleven wins by getting you twenty-two points? Hell, he he's a walking bucket, man. This dude, this dude opens up everything. He's the most dangerous weapon in the world the without any weapons around him. And the dysfunction. Uh, sorry, Bart, but the, the dysfunction I think Jason's trying to refer to is the fact that you're firing coaches. You know, you know many, the quarterback, many, many te- your young teams? quarterback that you drafted, you know, has not panned out, and you, you know, okay. maybe some of it's your that, fault. So there's always every, going that's to this feeling. Team. That's almost every team in the league. I get it, and and they have they have this feeling, and I think it is well earned. No, it's not. For 12 years, this team has been dysfunctional. But they have not been good Joe, enough. Every, they have just, lost. Right. That, look, but I'm just pointing out that. facts. No, I get that, but ever since and they so that's that Joe feeling Douglas. of helplessness of we're never going to be good because when things were going good this year, what happened? The okay. bottom dropped out. Brees Hall got hurt. You know, NFL, Mike White got hurt. Like things just happen, and you just were like, we can never have anything good. Was what's this? What's this? A year ago, where Urban Myers was in Jacksonville, not Oof. in the playoffs. Oof. Wasn't this just a, two years ago when the NFLPA was telling free agents do not sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Correct. Like, what are we talking about? The Jets have never been that. Mm. They've never been that. Been close. They ain't been no Urban Meyer. Fair. They ain't never had a coach. No, 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 as no, no. crazy as Laser Bean was, well, he was never no damn Urban Meyer. They did have Rich Cotite, but that was well before your time. Yeah, I wasn't even born. Yeah, that's a year I'll I'll never forget. I know Rich Cimini will never forget it either. I think that was his first year on the beat. <laughs> you can never forget. That's, that's baptism by fire. <laughs> it certainly is. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Ray in Babylon. What's up, Ray? Uh, g- good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, Bart, uh, this question's for you because you played the game. You were on the Jets. You, you know, you know, in recent memory, the Jets culture. Do you really believe with this offensive line? And I know we got Vera Tucker and, you know, you got Beckton, but the, the way they ended the season – do you really, really believe, and you're an honest guy from, you know, everything I've heard, you know, when you, when you do your broadcasting, do you think like an Aaron Rodgers behind this line is going to be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady's going to be a Tom Brady behind this line? They put Mike White in the hospital. When George Fant got off of injured reserve and he's the veteran lineman, we can't. Uh, it was just horrible. So it is a win-now team. I could see the attraction of an Aaron Rodgers or, you know, God forbid, as a Jet fan, a Tom Brady coming here and winning another Super Bowl, because we do have the talent. But with that porous defense that, as you would say, can't stop a nosebleed, you honestly believe that with this line, a, a quality quarterback's going to make a difference? Our, our defense was fourth in the NFL. They gave up the, the fourth least amount of points. I think they were second in giving up points. If this was an elite defense that, that stops some very high-potent you know, offenses shut down Tyreek Hill, shut down Justin Jefferson, you know, shut down some, you know, Stephon Diggs. So it's it's not a defensive problem. This this is a young group that's only going to get better next year as well. You know, now to to answer your question about the offensive line, you know, I, I think you know they 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 just ran out of they ran out of people. I mean, you you got Max Mitchell who was a great draft pick, was a rookie playing at a high level, gives you hope that, hey, even if Fant's not back and Beckton can't stay healthy, this guy's a player. But he got blood clocks. How can you see somebody getting blood clocks? You can't mm-hmm. plan for that, yeah. right? Herbert got hurt, right? And just It was musical chairs. Dwayne Brown's like 75 years old. He played well early on, but he got rid of Like I said before, they need to go out there and get Orlando Brown Jr. That gives him a four-time Pro Bowler, a guy who, who is disgruntled with Kansas City that's playing on the franchise tag, and they couldn't – figure out a long-term deal, so they're not going to franchise him twice. So he's probably going to be up, so he's a free agent. The only thing that costs you is money to go get him, and Joe Douglas knows him. You know, I think this is an attractive destination for everybody. Last year when Miami finished, 
Tyreek Hill became a uh, it became a uh, attractive destination for Tyreek Hill. This is the Miami Dolphins now. They they haven't been the model of success, you know, for for the, in the recent future. This was their first um, season at the big times, and they had to beat the Jets in the last game to to go to the postseason. So listen, I don't think this is the mess that people think it is. I think they're just you know if they take the same strides they made last year, this a team that can go from seven wins to ten to eleven, and if they go from ten to eleven, they're in the postseason. And then all bets are off. John is in Manhattan. John. Yeah, how you guys doing? All right. Okay, so I got a, I'm got. i a disgruntled Jets fan. I'm more mad at Woody Johnson for letting uh, LaFleur walk out the door. Looking at the quarterbacks who are available, we could go out there and get Jimmy G, who's familiar with the system. We've got a top-five defense. we got an offensive rookie of the year candidate in Mr. Hall. You got two. And – Garrett Wilson. The, the offense, I'm sorry? You have two offensive guys. Garrett Wilson might win offensive player of the year this year. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. You know, when you look at Tom Brady when he went to Tampa, Tom said it took him 10 weeks to get comfortable with a new system. If we bring in a guy like Derek Carr, we're starting from scratch. We had we had Mike White, who had a few years with LaFleur. He knows the system. He's able to go out there and perform 300 yards. You know, if the Jets are just a few pieces away and we just throw, we're just like burning down the whole thing because Zach Wilson is not loved by his team, he's not a leader of men, and he's not mature. I would, I would like to see Zach Wilson as a third-string quarterback playing against a scout team and getting time to mature and learn and progress through his reads. I think that's what you're going to get. Yeah, that's, that's what Mike White didn't prove he could stay healthy for two right. years. Like That was the other issue with Mike White. And I agree on, on you know the adjustment period, but you're going to wow. have it with anybody. And what Nico said about Derek Carr really concerned me. Like, nah, Bart. I, I, I didn't believe that. Like Derek Carr has thrown for 4,000 yards four times in his career. I know. He's led his team to the postseason. He's been – operating in dysfunction. You talk about the Raiders organization and the dysfunction that has been the Raiders ever since they drafted him. Coaches in and out, coordinators in and out, mm-hmm. off the field issues, you know, management issues, general manager issues. Like this so he this should be comfortable place for him. Now, I I just don't I just don't think this job is as bad as people think it is. And you talk about, you know, we just watched uh Trevor Lawrence Figure out if Trevor Lawrence can figure out a system and start playing very well in, in the in, at the second half of the season. Why can't any veteran quarterback that has experience with terminologies concepts already struggle, especially when his defense and run game can carry you until you figure it out? Mm. I mean, why would you like everybody's talking about next year? Listen, this is a this is this this ain't the 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 end of the Jets window. The window just opened. I do agree with that. I do think it's still it's still just the beginning, but these are the this is the time where the wrong decisions can set you back. That can get you off or, that track that you think you're on. on, or doubling down on bad decisions just because you don't want to be uncomfortable and have right. to do more work yes. can make you lead down the same road. Yes. The kid, the kid wasn't ready. You need a veteran uh, coordinator in here that if you don't have the best of this or or the offensive line that the that the San Francisco 49ers had, if you don't have the the great tight end, the blocking tight end and Kittles that did that, that's where LaFleur came from. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, 
okay, what else can you do? Are you just a system guy that only knows one system? You're yeah. 36 years old. You never coordinated before. So now you, you don't know. You're just going to try and work your system better. You yeah. can't switch your whole system up. Like if you're a 3-4 coach and you got a 4-3 uh, personnel, can you do that? Well, right. guess what? Rex, we watched Rex dominate with the Jets and the Ravens with a 3-4. He went to he went to Denver. I mean, he went to Buffalo. Had uh, Mario Williams and uh, I forget, I forget the, uh, the 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 big uh, guy in the middle. They went to a four three. You know why? Because Rex was born in the system where he knows defense. Like a young guy can't can't give you that. All they know in these young dudes, they know their system. Oh, I know the Sean McVay system. Okay, well, what if you don't got Sean McVay players? Can you can you can you change <laughs> exactly. it and tweak it? Can you exactly. change it and tweak it? And that's yeah. what the problem was. When his players got hurt, he couldn't tweak it to be able to do what's best for the personnel that he had. That's what a coach does. They coach. That's and the part of coaching, it as well. You right. need teachers. Yes. And that, that, again, is the decision you're going to make here, is bring in a coordinator that is going to – I ain't got time for my coordinator to be making, making mistakes. I ain't got time to wait for my mistakes. Of my, of my, mm-hmm. I need to fix the mistakes of my players. I ain't got time to be make, making mistakes for uh, fixing mistakes of my coordinator. Well, Why do you think Dayball, Dayball is a veteran? Wink Martindale is a veteran. Well, what happened? It was the difference in two or three games. The difference in two or three games is the difference between being in the playoffs and not being in the playoffs. Nailed it. And that was the problem for the Jets this year, the difference of two or three games. Both of them being the Patriots games that were quite winnable, you know. Put, hey man, get me in the get me in the damn end zone yeah. when I get down there twice against Minnesota. Yeah. Figure out how to get have me in the damn end zone. Plan. Have a plan that you know. Well, I know this. Is Where's work. the trick play? Where's the ring around the rosy? Man, Andy Reid is coaching circles around half these cats here, man. Like, cause these guys are just one off, mm-hmm. and they all come from the same tree, and they all know the same thing. And this is why, again, the, the changes had to be made at least at that point. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.